This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Post-match chat with chaps. For that meal podcast, we're at finish at the den. Meal nil. Swansea City three, and to think I was quite confident going into days into yesterday's game. Um, <laughs> wow, what a, what a come down that was! And I, I done something yesterday that I haven't done in got to be 10, 15 years, and I, and that was leave the game early. I never normally do that, but with the traffic going on, it took two hours to get there, and then to see that outcome was. Um, just and you just knew you, you, we could have played for another twenty minutes and we wouldn't have scored. They the ref added on eight minutes and and that was when I decided to go and um, I was hoping to hear a, a cheer or two on the way back to the car and it didn't come and we end up losing the game three nil. Notice I said the outcome because before I get into all of the normal stuff on this video, um, I want to make it really clear from my perspective that was not a naught three game. So was the performance good enough? No, I don't think so. But we did not deserve to lose that game 3-0. Now, having said that, that is the fourth time this season we've been beaten by three or more goals, which is unacceptable. Um, but isolating yesterday, I don't think that was a 0-3 game. And any Swansea fans sitting on here, that could have been 2 all. It could have easily have been 3-0 to us. It could easily have been 0-0. That could have been any number of scores, and I don't think... In reality, it would have flattered anyone, if I'm being honest. And, and I'd love to, to hear some sort of sensible Swansea comments on that. I think um, a draw would have been probably a fair result. Um, but that's football. When you look at the, the, the stats, and at the end of the day, I know football's all about putting the ball in the back of the net. So fair play to Swansea. They've done that three times. But we, uh, we created two clear-cut chances each. We had six corners to their zero. We had 10 block shots. Their keeper saved, uh, made five saves versus Bart's, Bart's two. We had a better XG than them and we lose the game 3-0. So I just want to start by saying that. So everything I talk about from now onwards, my starting point is we didn't deserve to lose that game 3-0 yesterday. And I don't think the performance was as bad as a 3-0 home loss to Swansea. Um, the other thing I'll say as well, just a sort of caveat is, I've always been a Rowett in person. Uh, if you listen to these shows long enough, I've always been Rowett in. Um, and I'll come on to where my position is on that in a moment. But anyway, look, let's do the normal stuff. Um, 
So um, I was really looking forward to today, right? I've, I've been off, um, got a bit of a tan. <laughs> I've been off for um, a week or so, got married. So that was, uh, now I got a ball and chain. No, I'm joking. It was, uh, it was a great time. And uh, thank you for all of the well wishes as well. Um, but I'm really looking forward to it. And I honestly felt that it would be a boring 1-0 win and that we would turn up and that uh, I didn't think much of Swansea before the game. I still don't. But they beat us 3-0, so what does it say about us? Um, and, yeah, full of optimism. That optimism dwindled slightly. It, the traffic yesterday was horrific. Um, but we got there, and and, and the lineup was... Uh, so, Bart kept his place in goal. A back five. Um, uh, and we'll talk about formations throughout the course of this video, because it changed multiple times. Uh, a back five of, on the right-hand side, Brooke Norton Cuffey, uh, down the right, down the left was uh, uh, Ryan Longman. Uh, the back three was uh, right to left, Ryan Leonard, Jake Cooper and Murray Wallace, who mysteriously isn't injured. Um, then in the centre of the park, Casper Denor and Alan Campbell, Zian Femin in the 10. And then, in, in, actually, do you know what? I don't know. I actually don't know what front the front three formation was. But you had Watmore, Fleming and then Nisbet through the middle. I guess they were playing either side of him. Um, Swansea <laughs> had Jamal Lowe. Now, Jamal Lowe always scores against us. And when he does, he always lets us know what he thinks. So I don't know why I didn't put a lot of money on Jamal Lowe to score yesterday because I said it to so many different people. And lo and behold, he did score the opening goal. But before we talk about that, let's... Um, let's, let's talk a bit about uh, how the game started. So... I thought the first eight or nine minutes, we hardly touched the ball. And it showed a real lack of intensity that I felt was evident from the off. Now, what I couldn't work out is whether that was deliberate, as in under instruction, i.e. do not press until X stage, or whether we just had no intensity. But either way, to set up like that at home against the team that, I'm sorry, are not very good, it's just, I mean, it's it's Rowett. And you know, I've said before, we can. there's no point complaining about his style because it's never going to change. Um, so I'm contradicting myself here. But that's not good enough. You know, the, the, it just shows there was nothing. There was no bite. There was no tackle. There was nothing to get the crowd up. Um, so the first eight or nine minutes, I honestly don't think we touched the ball. Then from around 10 to 20 minutes... We dominated and that was our opportunity to take the lead. And we had a number of chances. Uh, Kevin Nisbet, uh, I think, had three chances um, through uh, in this stage. A couple of headers, which were miles off and then a short corner routine, um, uh, which or this could have been later. Actually, I don't know. I haven't actually watched the highlights back because if I'm being really honest, just being honest, when we lose 3-0 at home, I really struggle to want to watch them back. So this is all memory. Um, but we 10 to 20 minutes, we we created opportunities. We were carving them open. The crowd come, started to come into it. But that is the time we have to score. And how many times have we said this? We have to take the lead. We didn't. We get punished. They win a penalty. It is a penalty. Absolutely. I don't know what Cooper is doing. Yates who I actually felt until he got injured and went off at half-time, he had Cooper in his pocket. He really did. He's about four inches shorter than him, but he's 
his power and strength. He had Cooper in his pocket, and this was evident on this this because basically it's a smart turn from from um, Yates. And if Cooper doesn't bring him down, he probably is for a one on one. Um, but it's just poor positioning from Cooper in the first place, and then a stupid decision to clearly pull him back. Yes, the referee or line Lino or whoever I don't know who gave it, but ultimately it doesn't matter. It was a penalty. Um, Jamal Lowe steps up, shows uh, Zim Fleming how to take a penalty, and as always, as a bit of a ding dong with the crowd, uh, and we're one nil down. And then at that at that stage, you could just feel the energy just sap from the ground. It's it's almost like we're waiting to go one nil down because we know it's going to happen, and it, it just the energy just goes, um, and then we 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 could. We've gone from a position where we could easily have been 2-0 up to we could be 2-0 down very, very quickly. So, um, Norton Cuffey, I thought he was quite poor yesterday, Norton Cuffey. I don't know if he I, I don't know if he was carrying a knock at times. He looked a bit lethargic and like he wasn't able to to track as much. I don't know whether he had an injury. Uh, I mean, he come off at half-time anyway, but he got caught out a couple of times and this time he got caught out. Um, ball played over the top. It was a very good ball by Ben Cabango. Um, and their players in, he cuts it back. Um, and it's a very, very good save from from Barr. Again, haven't seen it from another angle. I saw it from, from where I sit and it looked like a very, very good save and stopped at a certain second goal. Um, the, and it, it was just... It was just poor. It was just really, really poor. And we, and we go in at half-time, 1-0 down... Um, and I also just want to sort of say as well at this stage that I thought the referee and the officials were horrendous yesterday. Now, I'm not saying that they had any bearing on the result because that's down to us. You, you know, the penalty decision was correct. Um, but I just felt he was he was poor. He was losing control of the game. He was a lot of 50-50s. I felt he gave their way. Um but it, yeah, but at the end of the day, it doesn't it doesn't matter. And we go in one nil down, um, and it, you know you, you still felt though at one nil down at half time, as poor as it had been, um, that we could come back and win it because I, I honestly didn't think much of Swansea. I thought I thought they were a really poor side, um, and he does he 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 makes a change, Rowett, which was positive. Um. And he brings off Longman. I don't know. I don't know whether he was carrying a knock or whatever. I don't think he did much wrong. And there were certainly worse performances in that first half than him. But he comes off. Norton Coffey, I felt, was carrying a knock. Uh, and he brings on um, Romain Essay, um, which again uh, is is a is a is a positive is a positive change. And then you would hope for him to bring on Imaku. He brings on Joe Bryan, who actually thought had a very good second half. Um, but he makes those two changes. And I don't know if it was at this stage. I don't think it was. But he reverts us to a 4-3-3. He might have even done that in the first half. Um, but we go to a 4-3-3. Um, and he made... Rowett made multiple formation changes throughout the game. And also just want to give credit to Ryan Leonard again. By the 50th minute, Leonard was playing in his third position um, because he went to right back um, when the changes were made. So he played um, in a in a uh, right back in a sorry 
right centre back of a three. He played right back in a in a two, and he played centre back in a two, all within fifty minutes, uh, and probably was one of, if not our best player again yesterday. He's he's if he stays fit, I said it before, he's our player of the season already. Um, he's been uh, a shining light in a in a team that have, have served up very dross performances, um, but. The second half, as weird as it is to say, because we lost the second half 2-0, it's, it's one-way traffic, you know. Um, the amount of chances that we created was... Chances and openings, I would say. Um, but it doesn't matter, because we, we can't take them. There were so many opportunities where... There was one... Their keepers made a couple of good saves, so... We should have scored quite early in the second half. It's some good play with Joe Bryan overlapping down the left-hand side. It's a great ball back across the box. Nisbet would have had a tap in the keeper. That was very, very well to push it out of harm's way. We had um, some kind of long chances from Fleming taking wild shots. I'll come on to him in a moment. Um, and there was also the uh, the Nisbet chance where the keeper comes out and somehow saves it. Watmore had another chance. There were there were many many chances today uh, for us, and we we still couldn't score. And as I said, that's why I felt okay leaving early because I knew it didn't matter. There was no way we were going to score, um, and it's it's just this is the problem. Okay, we we did not play that badly, but football is an outcome uh, based business, and we lost not three. Home to a team that, in my opinion, will be in the bottom six, uh, bottom eight, maybe this season, and that is not good enough. We've lost four four games by three or more goals, three of them at home. It's not good enough. And Rowett said himself in his post match that the players uh, and you know, probably quite rightly, although he doesn't ever take real responsibility, but he, he, he did allude to some poor individual errors, which they were. Uh, I haven't spoken about Swansea's second or third goal, um, but Swansea's second goal is Bart's fault. There's no denying it. It's it's a terrible mistake. And it's a stage where even at that stage, I felt we could still turn the needle and, and uh, go on to even win the game. And um, that kind of killed all hope. The third goal... I haven't seen it back. Seemed like a decent goal. But again, those things are going to happen when you're loading bodies forward, trying to get back into the game. So not going to read too much into that. But Robert said in his post-match interview that there was a lot of individual performances that haven't been consistent enough, individual errors. And I agree. I agree with everything he said. But ultimately, whose job is it to do that? Whose job is it to get consistency from the team? Whose job is it to get players? He, he referenced... Um, you know, there was no big tackles and stuff like that. Agree again, Mr. Rowett. Completely agree. But whose job is it to make sure these things happen? And that is him. For me, yesterday is the first time I saw, and again, it's just my interpretation, a group of very, very talented players, but no identity, no way of playing, no leadership, no patterns of play, nothing. To me, we now need to make a change. And I have been rowing in for a long, long time. And I don't want to discredit the work that he has done here. I don't agree with all of the personal chants. Um, fans have a right to voice their opinion. That's absolutely fine. 
it's not my my personal um my personal style. Um I don't mind Garrow at your football shit because he probably knows that. But anything that goes above that, I, I don't I don't agree with. Um, so I don't want to discredit Gary Rowett's work here. Um. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. He, in a results-based business, so we have to be fair, um, he's done very well. Four seasons, top 10 finish. Um, but I don't see that happening this year. Something's changed. I don't think he can get a tune out of these players anymore. Um Yes, we won 3-0 against Rotherham, but actually I think that needs to be isolated because I felt Rotherham, that particular performance from Rotherham was like a poor League One side. It wasn't even a poor championship side. They were awful on the night. They were awful. It's like they'd all been out on the piss the night before. Uh, West Brom, we could have easily lost significantly. So I think it's time for a change. Um, and whether or not that will happen, I, obviously it's not happening after that that performance, but I think it, it I think we need to make a change now um, because, as I say, I look at the group of players we've got. I think we've got the most talented group that we've got in years, um, one to eleven. The quality is there. Do not tell me the quality is not there. The likes of Denor is is a is a quality player. I'm telling you, in a better side, he would be outstanding. Fleming just. I always get in on the pitch at the minute. I have no idea. Nisbet, okay, he missed a lot of chances yesterday, but he is a good player. Um, Essay, you know, imagine a manager would allow him to to flourish. Um, you know, our our success over the last couple of seasons has been built on a midfield of George Savile and Billy Mitchell, and now neither of them get near the team. Um, I have to say, I think we miss Savile immensely. Savile is our leader on that pitch. Uh, if you listen to the wall talk thing that he did, he he acknowledged it himself. You know, he, he does like to think of himself as a leader on the pitch. Off the pitch, not so much, but on the pitch he is. And in a game where things just aren't falling for you, you know, the, the rubber of the green isn't with us at the minute. There's no denying that. But ultimately, you make your own luck. And you need players like George Savile in there that are going to go and make those tackles. They're going to get the crowd up. This little... This fight, these these minor details that that are so important in football, players like George Savile have to play. Particularly when we've got Sean Hutchinson. I love Jake Cooper, but he's not a leader. He's not. He never has been. He never will be. Um, so, Rowett is making poor decisions. Fleming, he drops him for a, the game against Leeds, and all of a sudden he's back in the team and he's number one priority again. You know, taking penalties and. I just, I just don't get it. It, it, it. The decisions make no sense. The 
you know, SA, all the hype from Middlesbrough is gone because he's not been involved that much. Imaku, fine if you don't think you can start him for the defensive stuff, but bring him on at half time. I just there's there's some things that I think Rowett now is 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 starting to make some panicky decisions, and I think it's 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 done. And for me, we need a change. Um, next question is, if we were to make a change, who would we bring in? And for me, it would be one of two things. It would either be be you bring in someone who is still a proven to a degree manager at this level, but would get the Millwall part of us. And I don't think there's many of them around. My choice, in, if we went down that route, would be Chris Wilder. I wouldn't want anyone else, uh, unless I'm missing someone obvious that we could get. I don't think we could get Sean Dyche if he got the sack from Everton, so I'm not even considering him. Um, but Chris Wilder, I think, would get us, and I think he would uh, certainly make the den more of a, a den of old. Um Yes, he had a bit of a rocky spell at Middlesbrough, granted. Uh, Watford is a bit of a poison talus, so I'm not going to judge him on that. But maybe that gives him the hunger to get back into football. But there's talk of him now going back to Sheffield United if Heckenbottom goes, so that we may miss the boat there. Or we go lower league and we look at uh, someone who's done a good job in League One, League Two. Um, I'll give that a little bit more thought. I haven't, I haven't necessarily gone through some names, but there's certainly some clubs that have, have climbed the ranks or doing well on a smaller budget and try and implement a, a style of play that is maybe a little bit more uh, attacking. and Which, to be honest, I don't mind the style of play where it plays away from home. It's at home that I have the problem with it. And that's ultimately where our poor form is. Um, a few more changes throughout the game. Um, eventually, he does bring Savalon way too bloody late. This is after he's brought on uh, Danny Mack and Idamo Maku. Maku again, was a shining light, taking people on. I think he got someone booked within the first five minutes of coming on. But there's too much pressure on the young lad's shoulders. Like, if you want to give him that sort of pressure, start him. Um, so, yeah. Um, we lose the game 3-0. As I said, Swansea fans, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um but that was not a 0-3 game. And I, I, to be honest, I don't even think you deserve to win it. But I'd love to, to hear your thoughts. And that's not me being bitter. I, I, I'm, I try to be very, very pragmatic and, and um, give a balanced view. But I, I honestly think a draw would have been a fair result, the amount of stuff and times we peppered the goal. But it is what it is. Um, it's it's not good enough. It's not good enough. Um, I thought Swansea's goalkeeper was good. Um couple of decent midfielders uh, and Jamalo always causes us problems. So, but yes. Um, so player ratings. Uh, so Bart, um, it's difficult because if he hadn't made that error overall, his game is kicking good save in the first half. I thought he did really, really well, but that second goal is a hundred percent down to him. Um, and unfortunately, teams will suss out, maybe like Swansea did. Long shots, he's not going to be, you know, he's, he's maybe not the the Bart of old that can move his feet quick enough. So, unfortunately, I can't really give Bart a high score because of because of that um, that individual error. Um, but what do you do with a goalkeeper situation? You know, you've spent 1.3 million on a keeper that's got, you know, 
an injury track record as bad as Darren Anderton's and you're now, George Long's gone and all you've got is a guy who is, you know, once a very, very, very good goalkeeper that's clearly showing signs of ageing. So don't know what you do there. Um, back three, Ryan Leonard. Um, if I had to give a man of the match, it would have been him or or Casper Denor, but I'm going to give it to Ryan Leonard because I think, I think the bloke has just been really strong all season. So credit to Ryan Leonard. Uh, Cooper, couple of nice interceptions, but some really stupid mistakes. Really, really stupid mistakes. Uh, Murray Wallace, I thought was poor yesterday. I I, I love Murray Wallace because he's what epitomises Millwall. You know, he gives everything. He's he's His game is built on hard work and graft and just putting his foot in and things like that. But I just... When you're playing poorly, his limitations stand out more. Um, and I know I'd, I'd be looking to play Wes Harding, I think, to be honest. I don't understand what he's done wrong and why he's not had a look in since Birmingham. Um, it's clearly not an attitude thing. He comes very highly regarded in terms of attitude, so I don't get it. Uh, Longman, he was only on in the first half, so I'm not really going to comment too much. Same with Norton Cuffey, as I've already mentioned. I felt at times he got caught out defensively a bit. Maybe it was Karen Anok. Um Centre midfield. So I thought Casper Denor was really good. And I honestly think in a better side, you would see just how good that bloke is. Um, tried to make things happen. He's got a real engine on him. I think he's a very good player and a very, very good signing. For me, we should be playing him alongside George Savile. Alan Campbell, I was so excited when we signed him because I've watched him for years and I really like him. Felt he would be that kind of bit of bit of a general, bit of a bit of an arse in midfield and gutting people's faces. A bit like a bit like Savile, but maybe more in a like a little shit type way. Um, and he just hasn't done anything for me. I, I feel like the game passes him by. He, he, you know, he's all right. He wins your tackle and plays the ball side to side. And I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's he's still not fit or whatever. I'm not sure. But what he is doing to get in the team ahead of Joel Savile and Billy Mitchell, I don't understand. How we've gone from having Billy Mitchell as, you know, a player that, potentially Premier League clubs are looking at. And then now he's, yeah, all right, he's had a poor start to the season. I'm not denying that. And now he's fourth choice. I've just, it's, it's what I'm saying, it's just weird decisions. Zian Fleming, I just, I wouldn't play him. I'm sorry, he's he's so poor. He offers nothing. He, the amount of times, you know, the amount of times yesterday, we had one person in the box. So it doesn't matter how good your cross is, you're aiming for one person when they've got four. And that is someone like Fleming's job to get himself into the box. And I don't know if he's not fit. I don't know if he can't be asked. I don't know what it is. He And it is not... I've seen a lot of people say we can't get him into the game and he's changing play, like position and stuff like that. I don't care. If you're a £10 million player, you make things happen and he's not. Um, and I'm, I'm not seeing enough from him from a physical energy perspective either. So... For me, I'd drop him. What more? Um, no, that one. <laughs> um, he he tried. He tried. He uh, he was trying to make things happen. He was, you know, a bit of a creative spark but without much end product. Um, so I'm not going to slag him because I thought he was one of our better players yesterday. But that was down to just effort, really. There wasn't much end product. Uh, I felt we missed Tom Bradshaw's pressing yesterday because 
I felt Nisbet did okay in terms of pressing. I thought out of the the the, the whole of the front line, but he isn't Bradshaw when it comes to that side of his game. The side of his game that he's normally very good at is finishing, but he certainly didn't have his finishing boots on yesterday. And I heard a few of the crowd sort of getting on his back as well. I am, um, I'm not a hundred percent sold, but I think he is a good player, and I think that his frustrations are evident. You could see it half time. He he'll know he missed a number of chances yesterday. Uh, he'll probably also be thinking, "What am I doing here?" Um, but I think in a team that's playing better. Um, he will score goals. I stand by that statement. Um, but obviously, he missed a, a host of chances yesterday. So yeah, look, look. I'm not going to go through the subs. I thought SA was bright when he when he come on. He tried to make things tick, but I don't know. It just there was just no pattern to play. It, it, it felt like he just chucked players on, and there wasn't really any kind of guidance on what to do. I mean, when we made the the change to I think it was four three three in the first half. I could see what more like constantly like who am I marking? I don't understand what what's going on here. Um, and the final thing I would say on on the, the the changes of formation and someone said this to me yesterday, um, and I really agree with it is we made the first formation change when we went one nil down, so we went from a five at the back to a four at the back. So what does that mean? Does that mean that he thinks we've got more chance of getting back into the game, i.e. scoring, playing a four at the back? And if that's the case, why is he not starting like that? Um, another thing could be the second half. Why could we not start like that? Start the first 10 minutes as we did the second, second half's first 10 minutes. Just go at teams. We didn't touch the ball in the first half for the first eight minutes. So, yeah, look, I'm, I'm kind of done with this now. Um it took five and a half hours round trip yesterday to watch a 3 0 home loss against Swansea. And it's just, it, it's just like, why do you bother? Anyone who's going Plymouth on Tuesday, I'm, I'm not. Um, I'll take my hat off to you because um, I'll be honest, I would love to have gone because I, I, I like that part of the world. If it was a Saturday, I'd definitely be going. But no way, absolutely no way. Um, and again, I, I think. I don't really know what I want to happen on Tuesday because if we somehow, I certainly don't want to draw, <laughs> let's put it that way. Like, if we somehow manage to win, fantastic. Of course, I also almost always want Mill to win. But if we win, does that then start to paper over some cracks and give him more time? Um, he deserves time in the bank, 100%. But I think he's now getting to the stage where he's had it. Uh, and you can start to judge teams after 12 games. So I don't think he's got many games left. As I've said, I think if... Results don't pick up um, between now. We've got two games. We've got Plymouth and then is it Hull, I think. Uh, so two difficult games, two teams that score goals. If we don't get, I don't know, four points from those next two games, I think uh, I think we, we, as I said earlier, I think we need to make a change. Uh, but that's just my point of view. Um, yeah, I think Rowett does need to be commended for the the things he's done since he's been here. But at times, it's with any any business, not just football, sometimes you need a change. Um, and I think yesterday was evidence that that is now the case for us. But that's just my opinion. Anyway, guys, uh, let me know your thoughts. Do you think he deserves more time? Um, do you think he should go now? Do you think it was a 3-0 game yesterday? Um, you know, what, what do you think is going on there? I would love to, to, to hear your thoughts, guys. Um, but yeah, look, Try and enjoy the rest of your weekend. 
thanks as always for listening. Uh, nice to see a few of you down there again yesterday. And um, be back again in, in, in the week for um, a post-match after the, uh, the Plymouth game. So we'll see what that brings up for us. But yeah, enjoy the rest of your weekend, guys. Bye for now. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.